0: This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit candowealth.com for more information.
1: Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Katie Balls and this is a Sunday Roundup. NHS is bracing itself as the strike dates set by the Royal College of Nursing begin to loom, but the first to take place on Thursday the 15th. Laura Koonsberg sat down with Stephen Powers, the medical director of NHS England, to discuss how the health service was likely to fare over the next few months. Unsurprisingly, the prognosis was not good.
2: Do you have an idea of how many how many procedures might be cancelled? I mean, there are all sorts of numbers out there. There was a suggestion there might be 15,000 procedures that don't go ahead. Is there a number you can share with people this I d- morning? I don't
3: think it's possible to put a number on it at the moment. Uh, we will need to wait until the action occurs on Thursday uh, and see uh, what disruption occurs. But remember, as I said, the majority of hospitals in England uh, are not being affected this Thursday. In
2: terms of the... Potential in the next few months, though, Um, it's possible that these strikes will go on for many months. We know already waiting lists, backlogs, ambulance waiting times are already at record levels in many cases. I mean, are you worried about the potential impact of this beyond this week?
3: Well, we have been making progress in the, in the backlog that was caused by the pandemic. We had our first milestone of reducing weights below two years in the summer of this year. Uh, and our ambition is to reduce waiting times below 18 months by the spring. Now, of course, that could be knocked off course. Uh, industrial action is one thing uh, that could knock it off course, but of course... Could be a significant wave of COVID, Mm -hmm. new variant perhaps, and of course we could see a high peak of flu. So yes, there is trouble brewing uh, this winter and we will uh, need to see how we get on.
2: So you are being open with us this morning. The NHS is getting back to normal, recovering from COVID could be knocked off by this industrial action if it keeps going on for a long time?
3: Yes, well, the NHS has been under huge pressure, like many health services around the world. Now, why is that? Well, we're seeing record demand. For instance, uh, in November, we saw more attendances at A&E than we have ever seen in that month. Uh, we are still dealing with COVID. Uh, we have around uh, 6,000 patients in hospital in England at the moment with COVID. And we are entering our fifth wave of the year. And we've had at times up to 15,000 patients with COVID. Flu has come early. Just in the last week, we've seen a near 50% increase in the number of patients in hospital with flu. And of course, we have other respiratory illnesses coming back, such as group A strep.
1: On Sky News, Jane Secker spoke to the Foreign Secretary, James Cleverley, about the government's role in alleviating and, hopefully, averting the strikes across the health service.
4: The the Royal College of Nursing say that they want to meet the health secretary uh, to stop the strike. They say they've offered to negotiate five times but the health secretary has turned them down. This is what Pat Cullen, their general secretary, said. He said, negotiate... She said, sorry, negotiate with the nurses and avoid this strike. Five times my offer to negotiate has been turned down. I will press pause on it when the health secretary says he will negotiate seriously on our dispute this year. That means each of us giving some ground. When members of the public think it's extraordinary that the health secretary doesn't appear willing to sit down with the nurses?
5: Well, the health secretary has said that he is, of course, happy to meet. He said his door is open. He said that in the article that he wrote today. I think people need to understand, though, that the negotiation on pay is done by an independent pay review body. And so often we see people saying we need to take the politics out of this uh, these things need to be done by independent professionals. So we put in place an independent pay review body. We've accepted uh, and implemented their findings in full. Mm. Of course, the health secretary wants to talk to the profession about how we can make the about make the job better, how we can uh, improve the NHS performance for everybody. But ultimately, pay. Is decided by an independent pay body. That's how it should be.
4: Independent pay bodies in a moment. But but the fact of the matter is, you know, if if they're willing to sit down and talk to the health secretary and they've said that they are five times, isn't he hiding behind this independent pay-review body? You know, he should meet them, shouldn't he?
5: Well he said he's willing to meet them, but again But saying you're
4: willing to meet them and then not meeting them. No, but the point point is somebody meet
5: them. But the point is. Um, uh, meetings are different from pay negotiations. And through most of my time when I've been involved uh, in politics, people have said they want... They, they they keep saying they want to take the politics out of this, uh, but these independent, they are independent, pay review bodies are there for a reason. It's what people have been calling for, as I say, for most of the time that I've been involved in politics, that, that there's real independence in these decisions. And it's really important to recognise that the, the 19.2% uh, uh, request would would cost something uh, something in the region of ten billion pounds to match just that uh, pay award, which is okay. which is which is a larger sum of money than the eight billion pounds we're putting in over the next two years for health and social care to address the backlog. And that's and that's of course uh, the challenge that we've got to recognise. We are very focused on making sure the NHS is delivering for the British people. We hugely respect the professionals within it, but we have to be sensible about our expenditure.
1: It, Koonsberg also spoke to Claire and quizzed him about the Chinese government's operations in the UK and an incident that took place in Manchester in October.
2: Is there evidence of China trying to interfere in this country, though? Do you worry about what's happening on our soil? Well, of course.
5: I mean, my main focus, of course, is to look internationally, but work very, very closely with the the Home Secretary about all the things um, where that interface between home affairs and foreign affairs. Uh, We have seen... Some really, really uh, um, inappropriate behaviour, unacceptable behaviour in Manchester, uh, for example. um, We called in senior Chinese officials uh, to make it very, very clear
2: uh, how uncomfortable. Show our viewers some of that. I think people were shocked to see this. So, just if people hadn't followed this, in Manchester, some pro democracy protesters outside the consulate there, having their banners taken down, and then shockingly, one of them taken into the grounds of the consulate in Manchester and beaten up. Mm. Now, what have you done about that?
5: Well, as I say, we uh, we called in the, the most senior Chinese uh, official in the UK to make it clear that this behavior uh, is unacceptable. We have uh, said Greater Manchester Police have initiated an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to stick to a, a rule of law based process in response to this. Um, when we get further information back from um, Manchester police, we may choose to take. What
2: more more evidence do you need? I mean, that's happening on diplomatic territory in our country.
5: So, one of the, and I know uh, some people, some some of my uh, good uh, friends in in, in Parliament were keen for us to act immediately in response Mm -hmm. to just that video. The point I've made is in the UK, we abide by the rule of law there is a process. Sometimes that is a little bit slower than Mm -hmm. some people would like, but it is professional and it's actually quite quick.
2: But there's a different diplomatic process, isn't there? I mean, shouldn't people be expelled from this country diplomats for being involved in that?
5: So our diplomatic decisions Mm -hmm. will always be based on the rule of law and due process. Um, And there is a process in train. There is a process by which that is being uh, professionally uh, 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 analysed by the Greater Manchester Police. We will listen to what they've got to say and we will make sure that our response is robust, but is demonstrably based on rules, because that's what sets us apart from other countries in the world, is that we we are a rules-based country and we stick to those rules.
1: Secker interviewed the Shadow Health Secretary Wes Streeting, who was attracted to anger from the British Medical Association following his remarks about the difficulties the public face when trying to access GP appointments.
0: And as for the BMA, I mean, I was just responding in that interview of The Telegraph to criticism they leveled at me, because despite the fact that I announced the biggest expansion of NHS staff in history, because I had the temerity to to say that we should also expect better service for patients in exchange for that investment uh, because I, I think that it's unacceptable that people have to wait on the phone at 8 o'clock in the morning to get through to a GP. I have been treated like some kind of heretic by the BMA and I'm afraid, to... um, you know, I do understand the pressure that doctors are under. They do a very difficult job against very difficult uh, backdrop. But what I'm saying is, if we're putting investment into the NHS, as the next Labour government will, we have got to expect a better results for patients. And ultimately, it's my job to be the patient's okay. champion. I'm a patient myself. I've had great experience on the NHS. I've also had not great experience on the NHS. I want to make sure that everyone in this country mm-hmm. gets a great experience and that we've got an NHS that's fit for the future.
1: And finally, Sacker spoke to the deputy chair of the BMA, Dr Emma Runswick, and sought a response to her conversation with Streeting. Uh,
4: we just uh, spoke to Wes Streeting
1: there, Shadow Health Minister. He says he's not afraid to take
4: you on. Uh, he calls you vested interests and says that you think he's a heretic for wanting better patient access. Uh, are you concerned that you perhaps don't have as good a relationship as, as you should with, with the man who may well be Health Secretary very soon?
6: Well, certainly, I'm disappointed in the the rhetoric that, that Mr. Streeting is adopting. You know, this, well, this replying to charges that you'd made against him. Well, this this morning he's he said in the Telegraph that NHS staff are looking for, for something for nothing, and I think I think my members and and many health staff across the UK will be absolutely gobsmacked by that because we are giving everything and receiving less than nothing in return. Pay cuts, real terms pay cuts in return. And we agree that we want a better health service. You know, we're, we're working in it. I see patients, you know, every week who have been waiting for a long time to see us. And it's really devastating working in that, that situation where we know we're not providing the standards of care that we want to be. The solution isn't to attack the staff. The solution is to attack the government. Who are who are absolutely responsible um, for for driving our service into the ground so, with you know, underfunding and anybody. staffing? Uh, so say so surely the. the... The
4: solution is fixing this, isn't it? it it's, it's sitting down, talking about it and, and finding a solution rather than attacking anybody. Do you feel
6: well, absolutely. that you can well, talk if, to the government? If the case is between um, you know, att- attacking and blaming NHS staff and directing the, the blame where it really is, is deserved at the, at the feet of the government, then, then I think Mr Streeton needs to, needs to really focus on the government who are responsible for the, for the problems we face.
1: That's all for this week. I'm Katie Balls and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our Daily Evening Blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. And thanks for listening. Do join us again next week.